With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Wrestling Daft presents The Daft Sheet. And welcome to this week's edition of the Daft Sheet, brought to you by the guys that bring you wrestling daft. The Daft Sheet is the weekly wrestling podcast that delves into the news uh, and takes a lot longer to edit than it does to actually record. Uh, My name's Chris Jack, as always, and this week, instead of being joined by two of the wrestling dafties, I'm joined just by one. Uh, and Stephen Loach this week as we look to go through the best of the week's wrestling news. Now, we're not going to be competing like we normally do. We're just going to be having a nice, fun chat about the, the best of the wrestling over the last week. So, Steve, welcome to the show. How, how's things been for you this past week? I'm brand new, mate. Thanks very much for having me on again. Um, I'm just trying to think, what would be your tag team name? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, it's actually it's coming up to the the anniversary of uh, my first ever uh, tag team match, where I didn't actually know who my partner was going to be uh, until uh, until the match actually began. Uh, it's coming up. Uh, that would have been Slam Demix. That would have been twenty twenty one. So it'll be two years uh, since that. Uh, and I was trying to come up. You know, there was various different guys I was wanting to be in a tag team with at the time, uh, but. Uh, you know, none of them wanted to be in it with me, so I ended up starting the match just myself in a tag team gauntlet and get joined by uh, Billy Bedlam, who uh, came in and uh, subsequently abandoned me halfway during the the match. Uh, so that was that, that was my my kind of tag team nice. dalliance on that. But in terms of uh, a name for the tag team, I don't know. I don't know. I was gonna, we, you know, based on the the problems that we've uh, that we've had in getting recording so far this evening, it could just be a really shite connection. You know, <laughs> could be whatever. Okay. Well, what, what about yourself? What do you reckon it would be instead of the rock and shock connection? <laughs> uh, I was going to go with the uh, the replacements, given that we're we're in the B show. The B show, I or the, the B team, like uh, Bo Dallas and uh, Kurt Sexel. Like the B team, I. That's right. I <laughs> or the or the, the C team. <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to think, you know, if if there was anybody we could compare ourselves to, you know, we could be, uh, we could be fake Kane and the uh, and fake uh, Diesel, uh, to the to you know, obviously, well, fake fake Bab and fake Grado, uh, or I, I could be, be fake John. I suppose that's probably a better uh, better comparison. <laughs> I guess I, I I probably am more of the the Grado because I I I I actually miss most of the rest most of the week. <laughs> Well, I mean, you've you've had a busy week. I've seen on your Instagram there that uh, you've been doing a wee bit of stand-up. How's that going for you? Yeah, I have, I have. Um, I, I only partially bombed uh, last night, so that's <laughs> that's a, a improvement. Um, I'm doing more again on Thursday night. Um, before you ask, no, I'm not doing anything at the fringe. It's still only a kind of part-time thing. <laughs> um, that and um, but you know, hopefully one day uh, I'll do. I'll get to do stuff. Um, at the fringe, uh, shout out to all the lads that was 
Um, there was I was out with the uh, out with at the tenants last night. Um, the MC I was, I was actually wearing the same T-shirt as I was last night because um, I'm a I'm piss poor, so I've got to kind of uh, replicate wearing clothes instead of buying uh, new ones, keeping them close as possible. The, the guy <laughs> introduced me um, as um, he said, I thought I was going to be the biggest virgin here until I noticed somebody wearing a, a, a knockoff Degeneration X t shirt. It's <laughs> a bit harsh. It's a bit harsh. <laughs> do, do, do you have uh, much uh, wrestling chat in your, in your set at all? Have you, you managed to incorporate that kind of stuff into it? Yeah. Um, it's something I've actually tried to uh, think about doing because, like, they say one of the keys of doing stand up is, you know, tell gags about the things you know. Mm. Um, so I try. I try to do things like yeah, football, like around the, uh, the around the time the, the Queen died. I said, um, I hope the Green Brigade get used to spray painting FTK, and um, that's <laughs> if any of them can spell, of course. <laughs> um, but I've been trying to do that a wee bit with with, uh, with wrestling, but it's hard because you you need to have wrestling fans in the audience. But so it's, it's actually one of the kind of ambitions I've got. Maybe. To do like, um, uh, like to to perform to a a, a wrestling audience. Aye. I know someday around the time the the uh, the Glasgow comedy festival was on, there, there was a couple of guys that were doing that. Um, I, I actually remember reaching out to one of them um, on Instagram, but it was pre-pandemic, um, and I think their show got cancelled in the end, which was a bit of a, a shame. But it's something I would love to do. And then write out some like wrestling material. I mean, I, 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 I like I, your. Um... So when you go. Sorry, I was going to say I, I, was, I like the uh, I like the joke that you sent me about um, uh, Hugh Edwards. Uh, Hugh Edwards and all the, the BBC footage yeah. of him uh, covering the Queen's funeral needing to be Benwad. <laughs> I, I can't I can't, I can't <laughs> take the credit for that. I, I, I saw that on Twitter, but I thought you know if if you're going to make a reference <laughs> to uh, to to pop a, a wrestling audience, you know. That, that that's the one to do it in the in the mainstream there, um, but Aye. I'm I'm sure, I'm sure as well at the fringe they, they used to do like the the wrestling as part of that as well. So it would be like a, a comedy set, then a match, comedy set, then a match. I'm sure like even at like uh, London comedy festivals, James A. Caster, Romesh Langanathan, all them guys have been involved in that kind of thing as well. Aye, Billy Kirkwood, he's he's very much the king of comedy slash wrestling. He is the bridge basically between wrestling Aye. and comedy and I know he's put put some of like we subtle wrestling things in his some of his sets uh, before so he's the kind of inspiration that I would have for that but um I it's an ambition I mean would be to do a kind of wrestling themed comedy show. No, I'm just going to say, Billy's somebody that I've reached out to uh, to try and get on the podcast, but uh, he's one of these ones right, on Twitter that, that does, doesn't have the, the, the DMs. You need to go through uh, an email address and, and all that sort of stuff. So I very much right. never seen it. But in the off chance that you are listening, Billy, uh, give us a shout back because we'd love to have you on. But you mentioned there, uh, Steve, uh, that Billy is the uh, the, the king of uh, wrestling comedy in, in Scotland. But Tonight you're going to be the, the sort of the, the king of filling the daft sheet as we've no one else on with us. Uh, so we'll get cracked into filling it. So first up, as we do every week, we're going to look at the front page of the daft sheet. Uh, so what would you say has been the, the biggest news story in wrestling this week to, to go on there? I know you I know you and Dale put it in the, the front page uh, last week, but 
we've got to do it again. It's 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 the co MGF storyline because it is fucking brilliant. It's just it's so good. It's so good. Just aye. It's it's so simple yet so brilliant, and those two make it work phenomenally. The the chemistry, the kind of um, this the sort of Laurel and Hardy type relationship they've got in, in a way as well. It's just so fantastic, and that match they had in, in Dynamite against uh, Sammy Guevara and Danny Garcia was just. Uh, uh, brilliant. I mean, half of it wasn't even a match; it was a bloody day of dance off. But it's 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 great to see that. Like, I was anticipating to be a, yet another typical AEW tag team match, high spots, um, hot tags, and that. But no, instead they gave us that. That's just brilliant. As I, I mean, mean, it was great the, to see them let, let, let their hair down a bit. Yeah, it's it's really good to see, and I think they positioned it really well. Uh, on last week's AEW Dynamite with the, the Blood and Guts match as well, because everyone kind of knew that that was going to be, you know, hard-hitting, violence, gruesomeness, having the, the kind of the lighter side of things with MJF and, and Adam Cole uh, and that match earlier on but it was great. But the the thing that I'm really enjoying about it is not, not just the fact that uh, we're getting these almost kind of like family-friendly Butlins-style matches out of them over the last couple of weeks. You know, they're, they're building up this friendship together. You've got Doddy Strong in the, the mix there somehow as well and you're anticipating that one of them is going to turn on each, or one of them is going to turn on the other, but at this stage you, you would you would assume it's going to be MGF but you just don't know because the two of them are mm-hmm. throwing themselves fully into it. I mean even the uh, before before Adam Cole started his wee dance uh, last week you could kind of see you, you, yeah, had, had the look in his face was like, no, I'm not getting involved in this. And then all of a sudden he does, and you're like, right, brilliant, these guys are the absolute best goofy tag team that, that's going. And then at the end of the match as well, you had that kind of, the, the bit where Adam Cole's got the belt, and uh, MGF's a wee bit pissed off with them, and there's the, the kind of the, the look after uh, Adam Cole turns his back as well. It's just, it's building up to something phenomenal. Aye. Aye, I think, if I put the bit my house on, I would still say, MJF is the like more likely to want to do the turning, but then you got to remember Adam Cole kayfabe wise has got history. Uh, uh, people forget this before he got injured, he infamously turned on the young bucks. Yeah, so he's he's got a bit of a sneak reputation if you go go by the kayfabe side as well. Let's not forget that he's, you know, he is still. I want to. He is still technically heel. Oh, he is he is still naturally better as a heel. I mean, MJF is the ultimate heel, of course, but Cole has still got heelish ten- tendencies in, in there. He's like the, um, I think someday on um, uh, on a, a YouTube video I watched about him saying he's, he's, he's probably the best nice heel ever in wrestling. I think, uh, uh, do you know what I mean? He's like, he's like the most likeable heel almost ever. In a sense, whereas MJF is many much the most detestable heel. Um, there's other been so that there's that weird dynamic as well. But it's also it would also I would also say to Tony Khan if 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 you if you were to ask ask my opinion on it or anyone else's opinion, I would say no. Have Cole do the turning because it's it's almost too obvious that mm. it would be MJF. Like like how I think the more the more interesting one would be 
quote to do uh, the the turning, and it wouldn't necessarily mean MJF becomes babyface. It doesn't have to work like that. How about they both be heels? I'm often a I'm often a believer that one of th- one of the things wrestling should be doing more of, especially at the main event level, is doing more heel versus heel stuff. Because mm. I, I I think like babyface versus babyface works some sometimes, but uh, well, let's let's do heel versus heel stuff more. Uh, I think it's the one thing that's been missing from Roman Reigns' uh, long reign. It's why I'm dying for Randy Orton to come back because I would love ha- I'll, I'll, I would love um, uh, a run a heel Randy Orton versus a heel Roman Reigns title feud. I think that'd be brilliant because it, I mean, it, so- it would lead to all kinds of great matches. The the, the heel versus heel dynamic. Is is a bit of a, a trick you want to pull off because obviously you know you, you don't know who's who you're supposed to be rooting for uh, in that right. regard. But the, the, they kind of they sort of teased that in Collision this week as well. You know they had uh, we're, we're going to go on to like my my pick for the the biggest story there uh, in terms of you know uh, what they've done with Ricky Starks. But that that promo at the start of Collision last week, you had three heels and one babyface in it. Essentially, you, you know you had uh, you, you had you had uh, Starks on the cusp of his turn, Punk getting booed out of the building. Uh, and and still trying to be, you know, to try to be the heel there. You had Christian uh, coming out there, and then you get Darby Allen as the, the only face. So it's an intriguing dynamic uh, to to get working on there. But I think what, what I'm kind of really interested in as well is does Tony Khan go with his likely what his original booking is going to be, or is he going to go with what the fans want in terms of this? Uh, tag team uh, title match coming up on Collision next week with uh, with FTR and Better Than You Baby. You know, would obviously FTR have been one of the most over tag teams in AEW for the, the longest time, but going by recent reactions, MJF and Cole are probably more over and would you know, would it be right to call an audible with this match? You know, if if things are, if, if FTR are kind of backed, backed against the wall by the fans? It's a great question, and um, in my heart, I would I would love to see the the title change happen just to ramp up even uh, even further. I don't think it will because you mentioned earlier Roderick Strong, and this is my prediction. I think Roderick Strong interferes in it, and I think it will it will give us reason later uh, down the line. Tadden causes I did that for your own good because you cannot trust him, Jeff. He's mm. he's a he's a scumbag. He's going to he was going to be, he's going to betray you whether or not you're going to be tag team champions. So it might go down that line. I also think what, uh, coming off the back of that brilliant tag match against uh, uh, Bullet Club Gold, I think... Bang Bang Gang. Uh, yeah, Bang Bang Gang, yeah. Um, I, I think as well that I think we want to run that back again and, um, and FTR actually dropped the titles to uh, Juice and Switchblade because I think, I think we need to have a, a follow-up on that. So I think well, I think it's actually a, it's one of those rare win-win situations. I think no matter mm-hmm. the outcome, it leads to uh, more interesting and in, 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 intriguing things and further developments of feuds and storylines. I mean, there's also the possibility as well the fact you know you you're mentioning the other bit, Lordy Strong getting involved. You know, CM Punk still got a bit of beef with MJF, so could it be Punk that interferes? You know, he's obviously oh, yeah. you know affiliated with FTR, they're putting the match on collision for a reason. And he you still know, has uh, that, his bag, where he claims that he, uh, he's got the real title in it. He's like, I never lost that bill, which te- technically is true. Um, and, you know, um, I 
they can't help but themselves and probably re- go back to the MGF Punk yeah, feud eventually because that was great TV when it was on. It certainly is. And that kind of takes us on to what I would say has been the, the biggest uh, story of the, the week now, now that we're kind of talking about Collision. And that would be uh, the Ricky Starks heel turn. Now, obviously, uh, the, the other week there, uh, Ricky Starks won the own heart uh, tournament on, on Collision by beating uh, Punk with a, a roll-up in the corner and grabbing onto the ropes and cheating. Uh, and then he subsequently on Battle of the Belts uh, mugged off Jushin Thunder Liger, be, you know, just running away with I the cock. I couldn't believe that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it was one of those things, that, you know, I've, I've been listening to a few different podcasts, talk, podcasts talking about it, and, you know, that kind of thing, you know, just being the the kind of ungrateful winner, you know, or the, the unceremonious winner, whatever, it's so own heart. You know, you, you look at the the way that uh, that he prefer- that he was when he had his, his Slammy Awards, and that kind of thing, just being really smug, braggadocious about it, and you know, not giving a fuck to, to anybody. Ricky Starks has kind of done that with with this win. I, I feel you know he's he's taken that that element of own uh, to it, and even in his promo on uh, Collision the other night there, when he was uh, he was talking about how uh, nobody's going to remember. In the future, no one's going to ask me how I won this. They're going to be asking me how many times I've won it, kind of thing. And that's, you know, what I think's been the, the biggest talking point about it is it's the fact that this kind of heel turn or, or whatever it is, because we don't de- we don't definitely know that it is a heel turn. He's just he's he's kind of upped himself a wee bit and he's he's taken to a wee bit of bending the rules. Uh, but it's it's sparked him back into life. You know, I think a lot of people thought that it was the it was his time to. Uh, to really, you know, ascend the, the, the ladder in AEW when he had that really great promo in his feud by MGF about, what, six, seven months ago. Uh, and then after the MGF feud, they had the Jericho feud, which kind of fizzled out. Uh, and then all of a sudden he's, he's back involved with Punk. He's on collision. He seems to have a, a new lease of life. And this, you know, cocky, arrogant, uh, rule-bending character seems to be the, the perfect fit for him again. Hi. Now I'm I'm all for it. Um, like uh, like English wrestling fans, I'm a big big admirer of uh, Ricky Starks. I know uh, Rob in the main show. He as far back as uh, when NW Power uh, was on, he was uh, telling uh, John and Gredo, "There's this lad called uh, Ricky Starks who's going to be a big star. Keep your eye, eyes peeled for him." And he and he got his prediction on uh, spot on. Um, and, and yeah, I think this is. The, I think a heel turn came at the right time for him. I think it positions him potentially to be the top heel on Collision, because um, I think originally it was going to be Switchblade, but I think they're settled with keeping him in juice as a tag team. So that's kind of opened the door for starts to do uh, the heel turn. He clearly has CM Punk's backing because CM Punk put him over. Okay, there was shenanigans, there was cheating involved, but look. Punk still was asked if he'd put this guy over, and he says, "Aye, 100%. I'll do it. Uh, this guy's got uh, this guy's got talent, and I'll always and I'll help uh, and I'll, I'll I'll help make a star out of him." Um, I remember as well. I think it was the very first time you had me on here, um, bringing up Starks as potentially the guy that that maybe Don Callis would use to mm-hmm. uh, to back in a feud. Against Omega, and I remember saying to you the time is as good as Ricky Starks is. There's always felt there's a missing piece to the puzzle for him, 
maybe we've now uh, found it. He's now stopped. Um, he's now presented himself as a guy that stopped caring about what fans think. Stopped caring about having to do the the hard way. He's now willing to do, willing to take the shortcuts t- to win and get those uh, victories. And you know, he's he's you know he's one of these guys. He ticks every box. Brilliant worker. Uh, very marketable, great in the mic, yeah, knows how to work the the, the crowd. Um, don't I mean he's he's one of those guys I know that WWE would love to have, and I think if I'm not mistaken, they flirted with the idea. Did he not show up at Royal Rumble backstage when Cody won? Yeah, it? so I I think there was a, there was a, uh, a bit of stuff kicked off about that about him being there because uh, he was caught on like the WWE cameras or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. For something, and obviously William being AEW uh, contracted, uh, it caused a bit of a kerfuffle. But I'm sure, like Cody's been in the the E there, a few of the guys at AEW okay. saying, "Look, put your contacts up, come over." But obviously, we we Collision being the, this new show and being somewhere that's got a. It's, I mean, Collision so far, it's, it's got a completely different feel to Dynamite. It's not as rushed. It's a lot more methodical, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really enjoying the, the layout of the shows as well. You know, you get your uh, your promos at the start of the night, you know, outlaying what's going to happen. Even in the the the, the entrance uh, or the, the opening credits, rather, uh, by and large, they always feature the, the wrestlers that are going to be on the show. Uh, so you know exactly who's going to be coming up on that. I mean, I think they've got like Sting and Orange Cassidy turn up in it occasionally, but by and large, it's clips of the guys that are going to be in the the, the main uh, the main fights on there. And given that uh, Starks seems to be uh, for for now anyway exclusive to Collision, it's and he's had this this character change. It's certainly something that that makes me want to tune into it that wee bit more as well, just to see where they they're going to go with it. Nice. Uh, so. So yeah, I, I think the the Ricky Starks heel turn uh, is something that is is quite newsworthy. And again, we're not competing this week because there is only two of us. So the headlines that we're going to go with, we're going to go with a double page headline on the front. Uh, uh, so for your story about MGF and Adam Cole, we've got MGF turning Cole friendship into a diamond run. Uh, and uh, for uh, for my pick, it's going to be. Uh, Vicky sparked back to life, like sparked back to life. Again, that would have been a lot better. Uh, so we'll dash, uh, we'll turn over and go to the back page now. Now, the back page, that is always uh, where we talk about the best match of the week. And to be honest, uh, we're going to be a wee bit uh, front-loaded with AEW stuff here because I think, by and large, the, the most talked about and the, kind of the, the most well-received match of the week uh, by most people has been the blood and guts match from last week's dynamite. So Steve, what what was it about uh, blood and guts that, that kinda piqued uh piqued your interest in it? I think um it, it's it's actually ironically more the storylines that came out from it. Um because there was a lot that was going on. We had uh Pac just decided to fuck off because he, he just doesn't like <laughs> Uh, Claudio Castanelli, and they quickly turned that that into a match um, at the the Ring of Honor pay per view the, uh, at the yeah. weekend, um, and also um, the, the the debut of 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 Ibushi as well, or the AW the debut uh, of Ibushi, and I think um, I think they're going to. Sh- I think the angle they're going in with there that's straight away a a a, a few way. Takeshita, so the two mm. Japanese boys, because I think uh, 
Takeshita was quickly um, sort of compared uh, with Ibushi, so I think straight away they're going to go in with uh, with that angle as well. Um, and uh, it's just a big, the big blow off basically of uh, uh, of what was probably the biggest storyline going on in AEW. And as you know, as you know, surprise, surprise, it had your all kinds of hellacious spots. You had um, you had tax involved with broken glass. I think everybody bladed in it, didn't they? I, I don't think there was one single one of them that, uh, that came out of it um, without a, a crimson mask uh, on them. And, I mean, well, certainly Moxie. a crimson back for some of them, isn't nah, it? <laughs> definitely. I, well, I think pretty much every, every one of them had a, a, a tack or a bit of glass stuck in them by the end of it. It was brutal. And, and of course, Moxley, he was in his element. <laughs> I mean, Moxley, I think there was a great line by uh, Excalibur. Um, um, uh, Moxie bleeds. It's only it only happens in days that end in a, end in a why. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those ones like the the blood and guts matches. Like since AEW have been doing them, they've been a bit hit and miss for me in terms of you know the action by and large in the ring and the the, the stunts and the the spots and that are usually pretty well and you can't fault any of the guys that have been involved in it for the, the toll it takes in their body I mean Santana's he's he's still injured for last year isn't he he's, he's, never, he, he's, he's not wrestled since last year's once he's right. fucked himself uh, but there's there's always there always seems to be something that, that drags them down whether it was last year with the, the ridiculously high table uh, that uh, Sammy Guevara get launched onto. Aye. You just knew it, it was there. Or the first one where Jericho fell off, the, get pushed off it and landed on cardboard, which was painted <laughs> to look like uh, like metal. So there always Aye. seems to be something in it. And as I say, I'm not, you know, you cannot fault the, the efforts of all the lads uh, that were involved in it. But there was just a couple of things in, in it last week that kind of, on, on first viewing of it, I was like, oh, they've, they've fumbled it a wee bit there. Uh, Particular, and again, it was it was mainly kind of production stuff, I think, as well. I, like it's, it's the the camera angle, the camera uh, changes were shocking. I mean, they missed the I, they missed the finish for Christ's sake. That's it. They missed they missed the finish on it. Uh, the big thing leading into the finish was uh, Matt Jackson's uh, thumbtack uh, boot, which <laughs> they never mentioned him taking out the bag. You know, the camera was pointing right at him. It wasn't the main camera that was on him, but you could see him doing it. But nobody was making mention of it, and then they kind of had to rush to explain what it was. Enough. And I think if they caught that properly, then the the build up to the finish would have been a lot better. Because even you know, they, there's so much going on in it that some of the fans in the audience would probably have been depending on the the camera angles being shown in the yeah. big screen. So if they'd had that reveal of the book coming on, you know, you'd have felt the swell in it. You know, and and the, the finish would have been more impactful. I. And uh, I think the the biggest fumble, and again, I'm loath to say it's a fumble, but Ibushi just did not look at it at all. <laughs> like, he, 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 he didn't look in good shape. No, he was still he was still bouncing around, mm. uh, moving quick as well. But he, he looked really out of shape. And I, I think someday, I think I seen somebody on Instagram say it was his first match in some like nine months. He's only had uh, three, three matches in two years. Uh, he's on, so he's, he's obviously he's obviously like ring busty. Uh, but I think it was it was um, Sidgwick, Michael Sidgwick on uh, What Culture that had said that 
he didn't even look rusty. He looked he looked worse than rusty in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't again, you, you don't want to you don't want to you know put the boot in on these guys because obviously it's a, a hard hitting match and whatnot. But it just his chemistry with, with some of them didn't seem right. There was a few times where he clearly missed. You, you know, with his kicks or his knees. I think most notably there was one way with Claudio where they went for a, a, a high knee to the face and just missed him completely. Aye. Uh, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. The, I, I enjoyed his uh, standing moonsault uh, on Moxley on the, the bed and nails. It looked Miley. like it sucked for both Miley. of them. Miley, uh, and, I, and I think you're all no, noticing how uh, off at the bush he was. Moxley must have been feeling really, really nervous. About what uh, and about even when uh, when Abushi kicked him square in the teeth as well, <laughs> kicked him right in the mouth. Uh, yeah, I'd imagine there would have been a, a receipt or two for that. Because uh, I mean, they, they they spoke about you know Abushi coming in it being this you know massive get for the AEW, and you know I'm I'm loathed to uh, not not that I'm siding with Jim Cornette. I'm categorically saying I'm not siding with him, <laughs> but I'm loathed to be in the same camp as him. Aye. You know, based on that first showing, you know, uh, that uh, bringing a bushy in in such a high-profile match for such an important part in the storyline uh, between the, the BCC and the, the Elite, and for them to come in and just, you know, be, you know, a few steps behind everybody Aye. else on it, just, it kind of t- took away f- it took away from the, the, the specialness, I suppose, of a, a bushy being in the middle. Aye. But, I mean, in, in terms in terms of the, the match itself, what, what were your, your favourite spots? And it was the, 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 the bits that had you shouting, oh, fuck. Like, well, like I wasn't like, the, 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 the pack, the pack piece where he did the stamp to uh, Matt through the table, that stood out. Um, there was also... Um, I think Omega did a, a reverse a, a reverse Hurricane Runner to I think it was Claudio. Claudio branded Billy first on the glass. <coughs> that uh, stood out. Um, I think something you need to give a shout out to is, is you taking that brutal <coughs> choke with the chain at the end because that, I mean, there wasn't a lot of selling going on that look because he had, he had three of them fucking yanking on it and he... It looked like he legit looked like he passed out, and his his face was bright red. There was, I think, somebody reckons that might actually been the reason why the the camera wasn't picking up. It might have been because it was it was on purpose because it it looked too brutal to show. Aye, it was. In a way. It looked like it was it was choking and on him there as well. Uh, that was that was another thing I was going to mention as well. It kind of like took away from the finish of it. Uh, they 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 were like pains Excalibur and Taz and everyone were it like pains during the commentary to say uh, the only way you can win is by submission or surrender. As soon as Pack left the the cage, that's a surrender. Like that's Aye. that's a give up. That's, that's right. that that the the whole match because when when that happened, I was like, what? What's, why 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 has he done that? Surely that's the match finished. I know. And then Carlos taking Takesha out after that. I thought that's a bit thingy. And then you've got. You, the the faces you've got the faces were five on three, as well, which is you know a bit of a weird dynamic as well. Aye, it but it makes them look like shite bags for for claiming a win aye. on it in a way. Mm. That's what I was thinking. But again, you know the everything they went through. Even the I was kind of shaking myself at the uh, the Northern Light suplexes on the top of the cage. Uh, for Matt Jackson on Utah because it looked like they were getting very, very close to, uh, mm-hmm. to going off the edge. 
and there wasn't, you know, a big, you know, crash pad or anything like that at the side that you think, oh, maybe that'll break the false. If that had, if that had come off, that would have been uh, a pretty sinister. And there was a, a bit as well. Uh, Nick Jackson get caught between the the ring and the cage. Well, I, I don't know. I can't remember if he was doing a move or was just get chucked into it, but he kind of slid down the the, Aye. the gap. Yep, I remember that as well. Look, it as well, but it was it was a good match. I think the first time I, through the first time I watched it, I think the 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 finish and everything leading up to the finish that the cameras didn't get kind of took me out of it. But I watched it again on uh, Friday night on the the Peter and ITV two or ITV four rather, and I got a lot more from it in the second watch uh, than I did in the first. But I suppose that's one of the problems. But you know, try to watch it at half past five in the morning before I go to work uh, than anything. I think the best but, uh, way to describe sort of, it is, uh, sorry, I was just gonna say the, the best way I would describe it to someone is, it was a mess, but it was an enjoyable mess. Mm. Oh, definitely, definitely, uh, the case. And what, what do you think the the storyline? Where do you think it's going to go over the the next week? Well, what do you think the you you, you mentioned earlier on about Takesha and Abushi, uh, and uh, with uh, what was the other thing you mentioned there? A pack, yeah, um, I I didn't actually see Death Before the Sun. I, I, I think Claudio won. I don't know, was it did he won by DQ or Aye. So, but I think though, um, I still my heart really, 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 really wants uh, Pack to to challenge on Cassidy at Wembley. But maybe they'll they'll continue this feud. Maybe we'll get Claudio uh, and Pack in a rematch for the ROH title at Wembley, and Pack goes over. I wouldn't hate that. That would be that'd be nice. Mm. Pat gets a big hometown pop, um, and I think the ROH brand needs a wee bit uh a wee bit of change. Pat's your your Pat would be a good fit for for Ring of Honor, I'd say as well. He's he's an indie darling, and he's um you know he's he's one of those guys that um um that's had traditionally good runs as a champ as, uh, as well. He was like probably the only. Remember, uh, memorable cruiserweight champion from the two hundred five uh, live era, um, uh, and he was, he was one of the. F- I think he was the first kind of lengthy NXT champion as well. I think he was the first to hold it for more than six months, so he's got a good track record of having strong title runs, and I think he'd be the right guy for for Claudio to uh, to drop it to. Um, so I see that happening. I'd imagine the box. Are going to want to revisit the uh, the tag title scene eventually because they've been they've they've been away from it for a while. Although another possibility mm-hmm. could be them and uh, uh, Hangman keeping up with the the Hung Bucks uh, trio and maybe finishing off that kind of mini feud they've had with with Dark Order and maybe then uh, then maybe challenge the the House of a Black again. For a for a shot at the trios titles, and Kenny, um, I can see maybe Kenny. Like I'd like to see Kenny and Moxley going back at it again. You know, they they'd a good kind of prolonged bit in the cage, uh, but it's, it's just bit... I think but I keep keeping both of them out of the title picture at the minute. That's Aye. the that's the thing. It, it maybe seems a wee bit below them if there's no belt involved. But, 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 but surely Osprey, um, the the trilogy. With him at, at Wembley, I know nothing's concrete, and we need to also see uh, how the G1 plays out. Where Osprey is he still going? Is he going to be one hundred percent 
uh, ready for that. I mean, Jamaica going to be hundred percent because Jamaica's yeah. taking taking some brutal, brutal bumps uh, recently. I, so uh, he had that match with Vikingo not that long ago as well. Uh, I see. Uh, so he's kind of he's got some of that. He's, that was a brutal match. Uh, he's maybe close to but now, but Aye. it certainly opens up a lot of a lot of different avenues there. Uh, so you know, I'm I'm in full agreement. Blood and guts is the the only match that can grace the the back page of the daft sheet this week and the headline we're going with that is uh, no guts, no glory because um, obviously these guys had to, to spill their blood uh, to get the acclaim from us. Now, uh, this week's centrefold is part two of the interview I conducted with Ravy Davy a couple of weeks ago. So last week he was talking about how he uh, has his own wrestling school and uh, he's got a variety of different classes that he's he's got. Uh, this week, uh, in this part of the, the interview, uh, he talks about what it was like for him starting out, uh, the, the matches that he wishes that, that he could have had uh, and why he has launched his own school and is, uh, and you know the number of sellout shows that he's getting with Community Pro Wrestling. So David Davey is going to come into your ears right about now. I got, I got for training in the school to train on main shows is a bit of a leap. So mm-hmm. I want to do like behind closed doors, show where it's your friends and family, your mums and your dads and your aunties, brothers and your f- friends. They can come because if something goes wrong, they're not going to put it on Twitter and say, ha, 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 look Aye. at this. No, I mean, this guy, your, your first match and you're getting shot away and that could dent your confidence. So I'm trying to put a safety net there. Obviously, I'm inviting the kids for the school, so they, they, they do a lot of younger classes. They're going to be there to watch it, the parents and that. And I think it's going to be a good environment where it's going to be people that are going to, if anything goes wrong, it's not going to go online and get slaughtered and dent people's confidence and stuff like that. So on the 11th of August, there'll be some of the guys that have already made their wrestling debuts and then there'll be guys who have actually came, no, no wrestled their first matches yet uh, so I'm looking forward to them. they'll be going against guys for like community pro wrestling and stuff like that uh, coaches and uh, I'll be wrestling one in myself and that as well I guess and that's a great learning process again you know when I was uh, you know doing my uh, coming up through my training and doing my first couple of shows it was always good to be put in with somebody that was more established because that way you know you know that you're in safe hands when you're getting in the ring. And as you say, you know, by, by having it behind closed doors where there's not going to be any, you know, social media pressure or, or anybody, you know, looking for folk to fail at it. It's, it's all going yeah. to be a positive environment and that can only be good for the uh, for the guys making their debuts and that. But just, just yes, on... Right. What you're saying there as well, the thing you were saying there as well, I, I, I agree with that so much. Stephen, I started, because I had such a big character straight away, well, before I even wrestled my first match, I went viral with my Amsterdam thing. I don't know if you've ever seen it, when I woke up in Amsterdam mm. uh, and I, I went a night out, I woke up in Amsterdam as I, when, I, when I just started my wrestling training, so it went viral and all the papers and all that were saying that I was a pro wrestler. I wasn't there, I was just a trainee pro wrestler, but because of that... Uh, because I had the character my wrestling school and like ICW and stuff like that, instead of putting me in the guys that are much more experienced, they're going, well, we can get a cheap match here and sell tickets because Davey's got the popularity. So we put mm-hmm. him with a, a, a green heel. It's not really going to matter nothing because uh, the fans are going to enjoy it, which to be fair, obviously, I did sell the tickets and stuff like that, but I felt like my first year or two was a bit hindered because... I should have been in the guys like Lionheart, Wolfgang. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did get to wrestle them, but you know what I mean? Like my, my peers were getting to wrestle all these experienced wrestlers much, much more, whereas I was having to wrestle uh, guys that were on the same level as me. And if you're wrestling people on the same level, you're going to stay in that level. You need to Aye. obviously wrestle guys above you to wrestle level up. But I feel like my first year was mainly me wrestling against guys that weren't just me against my tra- my fellow trainee and stuff like that. And no, 
Oh, cool. So I think that's one of these why I'm making sure it is guys, trainees against experienced pros. Awesome. And now with those uh, the the guys that have come up, obviously you you've got your uh, community pro wrestling shows going. What was it that sort of kind of clicked for you to go from just being you know a wrestler and a trainer to actually putting on your own shows and and getting the success with that? So the shows actually came before the wrestling school did, mate. To be fair, uh, I started the wrestling school the wrestling shows in October 2021. And the main reason that I started my wrestling company was, do you remember the speaking out thing that happened? Yes. Uh, well, one of the people that get mentioned in speaking out ran the Fairfield Club in Govan, which is in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my missus' uncle runs it. So the, the wrestling was big for the Fairfield Club. They'd done good business and stuff like that. Uh, they never sold out, but they never, they'd done good business and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So the, the club went to the back, but they'd seen in the papers the guy that organised it with them uh, go into trouble. So they're like, well, we don't want I to use them because obviously it's... Aye, aye, so they said to me, David, let's... Uh, we want the wrestling stuff. So I was like, right, no bother. I'll ask ICW or I'll ask GPW or something. I'll get into like, nah, David, we don't... We don't... We can't, we can't be doing that. No, I mean, what if these people end up to it? To be, obviously, I was batting for them. I was like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. But like, why don't you just take... Because my missus' uncle runs it as well. So he's he's obviously thinking... Because for years, he's like, why don't you start... A, more me and you'll start painting and decorating. I'll teach you how to do it. You can be a painting and decorator. <laughs> start, you know, me, he's always trying to get me to start my own wee business. And I was like, I don't like that, but I want to be a wrestler. So then he's obviously finally clicked. Well, why don't you start up your own wee business and be a wrestler? And I'm like, right, actually, that sounds good. But I was obviously apprehensive because, well, look what's happened now. I've ran my, I opened my right. wrestling company in my steel and I've been kicked out of ICW. So I was a bit apprehensive first. I thought all that stuff and I, I wanted to do all that. But then I thought, you know what, fuck it. I need, I need to do it. It's my, it's my life. I need to go for it. So I, ran, I, I mentioned to a couple of mates, go to all the people booked in that, that I didn't think would go away and, Right, mate. ICW were fine with the, the shows and that. Anyway, I wasn't like I think it was mayor later on the night when I opened the school name got the name school. I think it was just Aye. getting a bit too close. I understand business is business, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit gutted about it, but end of the day, the both of us are probably happier now anyway. They're doing their thing and doing my thing. So I I'm not getting any I'm not annoyed about it. I'm no uh I've no hard feelings for me. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to bury them on this podcast out like not because I know you've got the wrestling dash a good uh, hang with ICW and uh, they've got a good relationship with me so I'm not coming on here and shit no no I don't want that to be seen or anything like that oh, no. uh, it's not coming like no, that just, like, just in case I'm just telling a story you know what I mean so uh, that's what happened so I end up running my first show and we actually sold it like four weeks in advance so obviously then I'm like right this may be something here so I ran an arc of shows and they all sold out my first uh, three shows and got, well actually I had a I'll, I'll, I'll go into it in a bit so I sold it well, I done one in October and then we done February in 2022, we sold the two of them out uh, in advance. Then we sold one out in May, sold that out in advance. Then we've done another one in July. Uh, we sold that out on the day of the show, so I was starting to get a bit, <laughs> oh, right. To be fair and all, right, see, selling. So it's great, right? The it's done me a bad service because I've sold out 17 of the 18 ICW. I've not just me, obviously, me and the team at CPW have sold out 17 of the 18 shows we've ran. So because of that now, I'm greedy. Let's see that one show that I didn't sell it. Can you imagine how I was? I was, oh, wow. <laughs> and, and see, to be fair, we'd only no sold out by about 20 tickets, so it was still a profitable show. We made oh, it. No, I mean, nothing was... But I'm like, oh, what did I do that? And oh, it was Easter holidays and just blaming all these different things and just annoyed. So any time now that shows uh, look like they're loading as well, then like, I'm not on the same trajectory. I'm going mental on that just because even though they're selling it, I'm going to still make money. No, I'm getting stressed out because... It's no selling it, which is <laughs> a bad thing. No, I mean, I should just be happy that I've done this problem. 
So the next one, the one we're doing on the, the in Drumchapel, that's like 50 tickets away for a sale. So that might not sell. It might. I'm out flyer. I've got enough mm -hmm. thousand flyers. I'm putting them out today in the morning. Hopefully, maybe that I've promoted, I'm talking on this. This might sell a couple of tickets. But if that doesn't sell out, I'm right now in a pure panic, even though we're pro the show's profitable, all these kind of things. I'm like, ah, I need to sell out, need to sell out. <laughs> uh, and if I think if I just had a normal, if I didn't sell out the show, and I was like a wee steady ride, I wouldn't be like this. But obviously, mm -hmm. now my head's like, no, a poison, but I'm always getting annoyed and stuff like that when I should maybe I should just be happy uh, but I suppose it is must, probably one of the reasons why I'm up being so well with it because I'm always driving myself to mm. so because so, uh, so I done the so all the ones and then I thought well the show's in Govan because obviously it's with the TikTok as well the TikTok popularity all go all the, the same time so my mm -hmm. TikTok rise was happening as I was getting like 3 million 4 million views a month as I'm Jeez. selling these shows out. so then uh, it came a. I had as like, I'm selling at Govan, but is that because I've, I've stayed in Govan all my life? I've been there for 27 years at that point. All my family has been there. All the people that are coming to see me, is that all my, is that all my friends and family? If I can sell at Govan, fair enough, but can I sell it elsewhere? So then I've done a show in Drum Chapel on the 2nd of September. That's quite funny, actually. This is where I'm at Flamming now. We've got to do Drum Chapel 3 on the 16th of July. It's the first show we Drum Chapel. Uh, so the first one is in the Goodyear Club. And uh, we ran that, as I said, and that actually sold out uh, three weeks in advance as well. So that's when I'm like, right, we've got something here. It's not just a case of uh, I'm running my wee shows in my hometown, everybody's up to see wrestling because it's there. It's actually, I can travel, and people are travelling to the Govan show, to the Drum Chapel show as well. So mm -hmm. then I decided. Oh, goal 2023 was to run 12 shows this year. Like we, we ventured out to Mount uh, Johnston in January. We sold that out. We only we ran, we put the show out. We booked it seven weeks in advance, and we show, sold the show out three weeks uh, to, with three weeks to spare. Ah, uh, then we done. Uh, then we done the Govan show again. Sold that out. We done a show in Mount Vernon. We sold that out. We done a show in Dalmellington in Ayrshire. We sold that out, and then we done we done a show. At, this is when I really knew that something we're doing something good. Uh, we done a show in Peterhead. Somebody contacted me about doing a show in Peterhead. I just thought, you know what? Let's go. It's the worst thing to happen. Uh, we actually sold that one out as well. We sold a show um, up Aberdeenshire. <laughs> which, uh, we only post. We only flyered for it once, and then on the online presence. So once that happened, I kind of felt right. I've got, so I've definitely got something here. Then we sold out the show in uh, Helensburg as well. And that was obviously cool because we had Rab Florence and an appearance for it. Rab came in and done something on the show. And he was raving about it as well. Him. It's obviously good. But I know, I know my shows are good. Like, with foot sounding like, I've watched wrestling mm -hmm. all my life, you know what I mean? Like, and the fans are coming back, so I know my shows are good, right? But it's good to see somebody that's seen it all. No, I mean he's been Aye. he's been a wrestling fan all his life. He's been a wrestling fan longer than me. He's seen the Scottish wrestling rise. He's seen all the other different stuff. He loves the Japanese wrestling and all that. So, but him to come out wrestling coming amazing was really really nice. No, I mean I I've, I've still uh, well, I thanked him obviously for coming, but I've actually thanked him for his good words on the podcast. But uh, so the wrestling cup, so was at the wrestling cup. So once I've been selling all these shows, and it kind of need to wind it back to October. So all, when I was at the shows, doing them all, all the fans were asking the mums and dads of the fans were coming. Like, if you go in this for Wayne's, not I mean, I was like, I, I would love to. I've always wanted to run my wrestling, so I've always wanted to do it because I'm a youth that. I've always had the mm -hmm. idea of teaching wrestling uh, kids because think about it if you're five years old and you want to be a football player, if you're five years old and you want to be an MMA, a boxer, MMA, gymnast, basketball, badminton, squash, volleyball, swimmer, uh, you want to be a horse rider, no, I mean, you want to do skateboard, then uh, there's a club, there's a club for everyone. There's something for everybody, aye. There was never a club for wrestling, never, ever, ever. 
Uh, so I wanted to change that because I remember when I was younger and the youth workers used to come round. Uh, we used to always say, we want to be wrestlers, we want to be wrestlers. And they kind of just looked at us and laughed. You know what I mean? They didn't laugh, but they're just like, that's not going to be what happens. We'll pick something else kind of thing. Uh, so that's why I always say I'm getting something that couldn't, I'm providing something that couldn't be provided to me. But then when the parents were asking about it, I was like, I, I want to date, I want to date, but I'm just not in the position yet to run the school. Uh, and then I just eventually, when I had enough money for a wrestling, because I was always going to buy a ring for CPW, because uh, it just makes sense to not have to write. And that's the reason why. I could do my shows in government, right hard the ring off someday, but I couldn't let them travel further afield. I could go to Peter Hedberg, but I don't think of that. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, uh, if you'd, well, I could, but I wouldn't be able to pay any of the guys on the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but obviously because of that, so I got my ring, but then obviously my ring, I still need to, I, I can't just have my ring sitting about doing nothing. So that was when everything started to fall into place. I played a lot of money for my wrestling ring, so I wanted to recoup it as well. So then I started the wrestling school, put the flyers for it. Uh, we're actually meant to be in a wee place next to my gym, uh, my gym, the sanctuary gym, shout out to them. Uh, I was meant to be at a wee hall next to them, but then I went and done a registration day for the school. And on the two days of my registration day, over 50 people came and Jeez. signed up to the school. So the place that I was in, before even running a show, now before even running one session, was already too small. So I had to move it to the part of the hub, which was just up the road, which is actually better because it's an old gym. Mm. It's got like locker rooms, big lockers in the walls. It's like a sports hall downstairs. There's four different toilets and stuff like that. It's, it's got a tuck shop downstairs. So a proper facility then? It's, it's a proper facility. And they let me keep my ring up and stuff like that as well. So, oh, really? uh, with the deal with them, it was always, it was brilliant. It was always, we got it, we had it after them in the day one. And my first, I've never, since, since the day I ran my wrestling school, I've never been out of pocket. So I've never, there's never not been enough people that came that I've had to lose money. I've always been able to pay my rent for the school and then pay my rent for my house. So, and now, to be fair, now it's gone wild. Now I'm getting caught. But Glasgow Life have came up twice and found us. We're on the internet. We're actually part of it. You can go into like other companies websites and look up like, sports activities mm -hmm. and the wrestling school comes up one of the kids showed me on snapchat the other day uh, so the building behind is actually called the part of the hub it's actually a building for football like they, they run their football but I'm mm -hmm. one of the rooms off them uh, and there's a primary school next day but see if you look on snapchat mats at the area it says Glasgow School of Wrestling so I'm oh, literally putting wrestling I'm, li I'm literally putting wrestling on, on the, the map, map. <laughs> it might be the, it might be the Snapchat map, and I'm no, I don't use Snapchat. No, I mean, I'm probably seen it a bit. I'm for that generation, just in the middle. No, I mean, I don't know how to Aye. use technology, but I'm not the best at it. No, I mean, so I keep I stay in my lane. I'm a Facebook guy. I don't even know how I end up working TikTok. I was just I, was, I knew TikTok was <laughs> going to be good, so I studied that. But I've not got to study Snapchat. Plus, I know it's another way Snapchat and all that stuff. Like messages deleting. No, I'm not into that. No, I mean, <laughs> end up getting yourself crucified without even knowing. Oh, aye. <laughs> uh, so that's that reason I don't use any of that crap. But uh, so where was I going with that? So but I'm only I'm putting wrestling back in the map. It might be the snap map, but it's still a map to me. So again, that was uh, the Avi Davy. Uh, if you are uh, looking to see a local wrestling show with some of the best upcoming talent in Scotland, then you could do worse than go to a community pro wrestling show. Uh, and if you follow the Avi Davy or CPW on all the socials, you'll be sure to find uh, out when his next shows are going to be. So we're going to push on now and fill the rest of this week's daft sheet. And we're going to go to page three. Uh, so page three is the, the most gossipy, most titillating stories of the week. So Steve, what are the uh, the stories that are tickling your funny bones, gossip bones, whatever, as I usually say at this bit? <laughs> well, he's, he's, 
He's a man that everybody's speaking. L.A. Nye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. L.A. Knight, probably right now the most talked about guy in WWE. He's in a kind of weird, weird spot because he is undisputedly the big fan favourite right now. He's getting the biggest pop. Um, his promos are getting, uh, you know, the, the biggest kind of uh, fan acclaim going. And yet, he's not booked for SummerSlam. He's he's not part of any big storyline. You know, a lot of, a lot of fans and insiders think, what the fuck's going on here? Like WD's got this red hot star and he's not involved in anything, he's he's not getting booked for anything. Well a wee bit of, a wee bit of, uh, news that came out about him at the weekend via PW Torches is that he is highly thought of uh, at management. Both Triple H and Vince McMahon are really big fans of him, and they actually do want to do something uh, big with him. But apparently, he doesn't know. That, what is it? What is it they said again? Right? They said apparently he's bad at backstage politics. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't really get what what's meant by by that. It, it, it's said to be a leak from the WWE locker room. I don't know if it's someone in the booking mm. team, the creative team, you name it. It's, uh, but apparently, those are the words. He's he's bad. He doesn't know how to do backstage politics, or, he, or he's bad at backstage politics. Something along that that on that line. And he's he's also his attitude doesn't always uh, the best. Now, I just thought something is going to happen with him because um, I was watching a YouTube video just before I. Uh, start talking with you tonight. Do you know Friendo Steve going in raw? Um, Stephen Lars. I am not aware of it. No. All right, you. I, it's one of those guys. I think if you heard his voice, you know what it is. But he did a really good uh, video uh, dissection of him. Like it is impossible for WWE not to do something with him because you look at his his metrics right now. Uh, for Google searches. He's second only to Roman Reigns, and and I think maybe also Rhea Ripley, or he's, or he's at least neck and neck with her in terms of WWE wrestlers who are the most searched on on Google. This isn't including Logan Paul, by the way, because Logan Paul's like he's like an exception because he's a a totally different celeb, etc. Um, two of his shots are uh, two of the top sellers on the uh, on WWE Shop Zone. And uh, but his real triumph right now is the YouTube videos. He is everywhere on YouTube right now. Oh, he's he's getting, uh, he's getting fucking. Uh, it's not an exaggeration to say, uh, Joe Rogan numbers on on mm. uh, on YouTube. He he's huge. Uh, go on to WD's channel. I promise you, the top three uh, most watched videos right now are are LA Night uh, uh, related. But as I said at the start. He's, he's, there's nothing happening. He's, he's not in any direct feud. He's not got a match book for, for SummerSlam. But there is plenty that, that that are theorizing that he he will be the US champion soon enough. Apparently, Meltzer's reported that this this match that's meant to be happening, this uh, the US, US title match um, between, well, sorry, the, the number one contender match 
um, between Rey Mysterio and uh, Santos Escobar isn't actually going to be at SummerSlam. It's actually going to take place, I think, at the Go Home SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, sorry. Big pardon, sorry. It's going to happen at this SmackDown, and then the actual title match is going to be the, the Go Home SmackDown. So, let's say Ray wins. Then at the, uh, the Go Home SmackDown, he faces Austin Theory. Austin Theory beats him. The theory then, <laughs> excuse the pun, is that uh, Austin Theory is going to do a John Cena type US Open Challenge at SummerSlam. And of course, LNH going to come out, LNH going to beat him and become US Champion. I don't know how concrete it is, but that's that apparently is the tentative plans that WWE have with LNH. Um you know, yeah. It's it's it's, it's a strange one because obviously, obviously, I see obviously quite a lot. I noticed that listening back the other week there. Uh, but what I, I find strange is, and I think we, we maybe spoke about it in a previous one, it was as soon as uh, LA Knight cut that promo before the Money in the Bank, where they absolutely ripped everybody in it and he looked like a star. My fear was, it's too good. They're not going to give it to him, they're not going to push the trigger yeah. on him. And it's it's one of these things when when wrestlers get over organically on their own without being you know mega pushed by by the the, the boys in charge that it they either they either get the push and fail to run with the ball with it or it just it never comes. I mean I, I've seen things in the last week or so comparing them to to Zach Ryder at the peak of his That's uh, exactly his, exactly who I was thinking of right now. Yep, you you Zach Ryder. Uh, mm-hmm. When everybody was looking for uh, Chad Gable to get a push, and then they turned him into Shorty G. Yeah. When you had uh, who were the other ones that they had? A, there was a, there was a, uh, a list of maybe like four or four or five of them in the, in the thing that right. I've seen. But Zack Ryder's probably the one that you know, every, because of everything he was doing outside the WWE on YouTube, with long uh, through Long Island story, uh, all that kind of stuff, uh, build it, building up that fan base organically. And then, you know, what did he get? He managed to get the Intercontinental title for 24 hours, but like six years after, it was at the peak of, you know, mm-hmm. the the fame that, that he wanted. Mm-hmm. And there was even, there was a, well, a, I read a, I read quite a, an interesting uh, interview, or part of an interesting interview earlier that uh, Wrestling Inc. had with uh, Tyler Breeze uh, this week. Uh and I thought it was quite apt in terms of uh, the, the way things are going well at night. Uh, basically, in the interview, uh, Breeze is, is talking about the advice that Dolph Ziggler gave to him when he when he got called up to the, the main roster. Uh, I've got a quote here that says, uh, so this is uh, Tyler Breeze saying this, I remember Dolph explained this to me before. As soon as I got up to SmackDown, actually, he went, look, man, this is the thing. You can see very clearly who the other guys are, and you can see very clearly who the other guys are not. You and me, we're not their guys. Uh, so that's kind of how I, f- I maybe feel it is with with LA Knight just now. You know, maybe you know, is if the reports are saying that LA Knight is a a Vince guy and a Triple H guy at the minute, maybe he is and he isn't, he? and that's why he's not getting getting probably what he, he deserves at the minute. But if the mm. the, th- the plans are in place to put the put some sort of title mm. on them uh, at SummerSlam, then you know maybe it'll be, be vindicated. But I think right now it's it's looking a bit like he's 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 uh, 
his lights dwindling a wee bit. Aye, it's 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 easy as a wrestling fan to complain about it. We we hear it like we hear it for years now. It's like why why aren't WWE pushing him? And it's like or or even worse, like they they they're actually burying him because he had the audacity to try and get over and um like he listened to Vince McMahon's advice. Vince McMahon apparently whenever he's giving like a, a rallying speech to the boys, he says reach out and grab the bass ring. And yet when you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you weren't supposed to be the guy that that's meant to be reaching the top, they actually bury you for it. They like say, "How dare you? You how dare you get over without us giving you the backing?" But the thing is, right, this is something that I've learned as I get older. That's not exclusive to wrestling. This happens in every industry. Um, it happens. A great example is movies, right? Um, think about think about Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel Jackson's like. Universally seen as like one of the coolest guys in the world, one of the great actors, right? But on all and almost all of the famous roles that Samuel Jackson plays, he's not the lead. He's the lead's best pal. Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, Deep Blue Sea, Star Wars. You know, there's probably the classic example. It also happens in football, like um, Lionel Messi was. Barcelona star player for years and years and years, but most a lot of people would say that Barcelona team wouldn't have been nearly as good if it didn't have Anders Iniesta and Xavi in the midfield. Aye, and yet, but yet, you know, was it ever them that got the headlines? No, it was always Messi that, that was getting it. So this is not a a thing that's a uh, that's exclusive to to wrestling. You know, it's happened like at my work. You know, I, I think I think about my industry <laughs> like. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm a good hard solid worker. I got I've got the respect of pretty much my whole team and uh, and my manager, right? But I'm not like the company boy, you know. I'm not the guy that they that they get to come and speak to one of the the big directors or board members whenever they do a site visit. No, they they, they pick they pick out the the more um, social. Uh, like more the more socially friendly one. I'm I'm making myself look like a fucking pariah here or something. But you know that the ones that are more willing to put themselves out there. Aye, the most thing. attractive girl, let's be honest. <laughs> the most the most popular <laughs> lassie in the in the in the office kind of thing. And I don't even it doesn't really bother me anymore. I don't really care. I'm one of these guys that's just happy um to, to you know do my do my ninety five grind and get get paid what I'm owed at the end of the month. That's just me. But, you know, point I'm just trying to make is that this is not this is this is not an ex, uh, an exclusive uh, problem or situation to wrestling. This is happens in every walk of life. It certainly does, and you know, with, with any interest, with any hobby that involves people, everyone's going to have their favourites, and everyone's going to want to see uh, their favourite ones do well. And I think that's pretty much just where the frustration is that that the fans have been asked to wait uh, for the for the LA night to to grab that brass right. thing and, uh, and see what he can do with it. And, and he will get his he will get his his, his big moment. He will get his time to shine. And here's here's the biggest compliment I I can give him. Early in age, one of these guys doesn't need a world title run. He's, mm. he's, uh, and, and this is another, this is something that I, I wish wrestling fans would would come off of. Your favorite guy, the mo- or the most over guy, whatever it is, he doesn't 
need to be the the champion. Um, to be the the. Sorry, I'm starting to mull in jail. Sorry, it doesn't need to, to be, be the, the champion. Ah, uh-huh. uh, exactly. Like, uh, uh, like Roddy 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 Piper, right? I think he he had one small run when when that according to the title. That's it. He was never world champion. He didn't need to be. Um, he got him got himself over as not only one of the most famous uh, and an over wrestlers ever. He became a fucking Hollywood actor for a good solid five, six Aye. years. He's, he was in They Live, which to this day is one of the great cult, uh, cult classic horror movies. So, you know... And that's that, that, that's an area that LA Knight's already dabbled in. I mean, he's been Aye. all over the internet in the last wee while with, with clips of him being in Brooklyn 999, various Aye. sketch shows, adverts. He's a great actor as well. I mean, he's, I'm surprised he's... <laughs> so, no, I, like, I, could, I could very well... If WWE released him a year, he'd be fine. He'll probably get picked up oh, uh, for a Netflix show or something. He's got that talent. He's got that uh, that work ethic in him. Undoubtedly, he is a star, and it's just it's just playing that waiting game to realise it. Which, as you say, we're kind of hoping is going to happen at SummerSlam, and SummerSlam is where I'm going to go with uh, my pick for the, the for going on page three, as we've had uh, a few more matches announced uh, over the, the weekend uh, for what's going to be taking place at SummerSlam. So. Uh, as of now, uh, we've obviously got uh, the uh, JSO against uh, Roman Reigns for the uh, for the whatever the they're calling the world. T- is it no? It's not the, for the universal title. Universal, the universal right. title. Roman's belt. That's what I just got now. Roman's belt. Uh, the big black one. No. Uh, <laughs> we've also uh, got confirmed on the last night. Logan Paul uh, will be taking on Ricochet. Now this will be interesting because we've obviously um, we've seen Ricochet and Logan Paul uh, having some really good spots amongst a lot of carnage in the Royal Rumble and uh, at Money in the Bank most recently. But a one-on-one match between the two of them that that intrigues me a lot because I think that will show just how well Logan Paul can go. I know that he had his, yep. his title match with Roman Reigns, but you know, is it, that that was more hard hitting as opposed to what I'd imagine a spot fest with him and Ricochet is going to be like. So I'm quite intrigued uh, to see how that plays out. Uh, we've also had confirmed that Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes are going to be having their rubber match, and it's probably going to have some kind of brutal stipulation. I don't think it was announced in Raw last night whether it's going to have something, but I reckon based on Cody pitching previously to have a, a dog collar match with him, it'll either be something a, not too too far off it. I heard that maybe so a point house brawl that one of Dusty's old still matches. I heard that one. I remembered as well. That would make sense. I think I heard uh, there's a, a bull rope match uh, getting uh, getting talked about as well. Uh, See, but that, basically, but that wouldn't make that sense. Like, so I was going to say, like, that wouldn't make sense because Brock would easily win that. Thinking like thinking logically, he's a he's a farmer and he's mm. fucking twice Cody's size. But again, you look at Cody against uh, Brody Lee. Uh, for that, that was that that was a dog collar match, wasn't it? Aye, uh, and again, the, the size differential and, and all that. Uh, but again, certainly, you know, any man who's willing to tether themselves to Brock Lesnar probably <laughs> needs his head examined at some point. Uh, so that's something quite good to look forward to as well. That will probably be quite a a hard hit one. Although in saying that, the the first match between the two of them, where uh, where Cody kind of getting the cheap win, that was it was a bit odd. 
But uh, I'm, I'm willing to let it play out and see see how this uh, third match goes. I'll, I'll be honest with uh, you, I'm kind of I'm kind of happy to see the back of that feud. I mean, I like Brock, I like Cody, but the feud's kind of bored me a wee bit. It, if Cody's all about finishing the story, I don't really see where feuding with Brock ties in with that. No, but I don't I, know. Again, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not an avid viewer of Raw. I've not been following the no, story. I'm the same, but it, it it just struck me as some just throw them together just to keep both of them ticking over a wee bit. That that's what it just felt like to me. Mm-hmm. It was the same with the, the match against uh, Dominic at uh, Money in the Bank as well. Well, didn't he, I, you know everyone was kind of expecting Lesnar to come out at the end of that or interfering it, and there was nothing. So it's it's been a kind of a bit of a. Uh, a, a fallow time, I think, mm-hmm. uh, for Cody. But if he gets the win over Lesnar in some sort of mad, brutal stipulation, then that that will obviously see his his credence rise a little bit. Uh, you've got Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey announced as just having a fight. I think it was. <laughs> so I'd imagine that they're going to probably bring out the fight pit for that. That that would be my betting on that. You know, well, they it's need to do something to make it interesting, don't they? Aye, and the, the fight pit, it was a good concept in NXT when they had, uh, Tim, it was Timothy Thatcher doing it and Matt Riddle Aye, uh, involved in that, for what I remember. Uh, so it was it was a good concept, and to see two women doing that, which should be pretty good, especially if, if Baszler and, and Rousey are allowed to just go at it. Aye. Uh, it, could, it could be, if, if Rousey's, you know, leaving, as as has been rumoured after SummerSlam, this could really be the making of Baszler on the, the main roster. Which which I'd be all for. Uh, we've also got uh, Gunter accepted to the McIntyre's challenge for the Intercontinental Title. Uh, as much as it pains me to say it, I don't want to win it. I want Gunter to keep it because I think if he no, loses I, it there, then he comes. They fall short of the Honky Tonk Man uh, record yeah. as well. I think which um, kind of want him to beat. A situation where Drew loses and this finally kind of makes him snap. And we get finally get the the heel turn. I, I felt mm-hmm. that they should have done that. I still feel they should have done that at WrestleMania, and I think they need to do it now. They need something fresh for Drew, and I'm because I'm getting more and Aye. more worried that he's he's slipping down the the card, and he's almost going to be be Baron Corbin soon, soon enough. So Aye. something needs to need to change what? with Drew and. Because um, I, I get the impression where the American audiences were getting a bit fed up with him. It's, it's easy for I us to. I think what they need to do. Sorry, Kelly. I, I was just going to say, I, th- I think what they, they need to do with Drew is what they're doing with me, though, on Collision. I think they need to just have him come out and squash guys every no. week and just be really, really intense doing it. Uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, absolute jobbers like Nick Comodotto and, and guys like that. But, you know, <laughs> established mid-card guys just coming out, even, you know, putting like a, like giving like a three-minute challenge or something like that, where he's just absolutely like battering boys within, right. you know, 180 seconds and just, just going through them and you build them up as as just an absolute beast of a heel. Right. Uh, just, you know, he could have that whole, whole story about how, you know, the company wasn't behind him. Oh, he, he was, was there for the company when they needed him, but uh, the company's not been behind him since, kind of thing. Well, I, I was thinking so that I there could be a, a really good feud there for Cody and Drew, because that's kind of well set up. Like you mentioned there, mm-hmm. Drew could turn heel and he could say, I carried, carried this company on my fucking back. 
for a full year during the pandemic. No, I didn't get so much as a, as a thank you. Then, um, then in front of uh, in my own country, I got screwed out of uh, out of winning the uh, the title. I didn't complain, and and yet I wasn't even given a rematch. And then this prick from another company shows up, um, and then gets the WrestleMania uh, top top spot, and he gets everything handed to them. I've had a fucking enough. So and then he tries to uh, take out Cody, and then that could be a, a good running feud for a while. Man, am I not right in saying like they, they, did they not have a couple of good runs together uh, when they were both in the independent scene around like 2016, 17 time? I remember them doing uh, something together. They might have been both in uh, WCPW. I'm just going to check Aye. that out. Uh, or Evolve, I'm, I'm uh, thinking. Jury was a champ now. Uh, Drew Galloway versus Cody Rhodes, uh, WCPW in 2017. Aye. Uh, Aye, so so they've got history. They, they would have crossed, crossed paths in, uh, in Impact as well, probably. Uh, when the, I think they were both Cody in the same time. Cody was an Impact for the wee bit, aye. I don't remember that. I'm sure it was. Uh, just check that. Is that like during like when he was when he first took up with the elite and all that as well? Uh it would have been in fact maybe maybe not on impact uh together, but I uh, Cody was definitely on impact for the wee while. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Again I'm saying definitely. I'm 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 like ninety nine percent sure <laughs> it was uh right. it was on it. I'm gonna have to check this now because Cody loads be of Ring of Honor because he was Ring of Honor champ for a wee bit. Cody and Brandy Rhodes debut in the Impact Zone TNA Bound for Glory 2016. So, yep. Holy shit. I'm not quite as petty and uninformed as I was last week. Uh, but aye, that'd be a good one for them to run back. Uh, and then the other one that's announced for uh, for SummerSlam is the World Heavyweight Championship match between Seth Rollins and Finn Balor that's officially been signed. Uh, Damien Priest cashing in at some point during that match. I think, aye. My, my, my money's on that. I think Finn wins. Um, if, if they if they do this right, I, think, uh, I, I love the line that Finn gave Seth um, on Monday night the, at SummerSlam. I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch my seven year itch by making you my seven year bitch. Um, so I think <laughs> I so they're gonna kind of do full circle. Finn wins, but then Priest cashes in immediately. Just like F- Finn's like this this fucking. Um, a hard luck story when it when it comes to winning the the big one because he he won the universal against Seth all those years ago but immediately got injured so imagine if he, if the uh, the the shit luck happens again where he wins it but immediately his pal betrays him and cashes in on him because I think they've also they've also clearly got big plans with Priest as well they they, they didn't give him the briefcase for nothing they did that for a reason and right. I know he's he's uh, I think they want to. They were really pleased with the work he did uh, with uh, Bad Bunny, so they clearly uh, think something very highly of them. And you've got all this dynamic going on with Judgment Day and Dominic winning the North American title in NXT. That kind of came out of nowhere as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhea is uh, still the the women's world champ and probably will be for a long time. So um, they could maybe. Maybe uh, Damien's reasons could could, uh, could be that um, I couldn't let Finn 
become champ because I couldn't be the the only one in the group that's not a champion. So they could, yeah. they could maybe throw that angle out there as well. I, there's a there's there's a lot they can do with it. I, I I personally think that I don't think he'll cash in in Finn, but I think it'll be during the match with Seth. That, yeah, so, uh, so he, I he think, does a Seth on Seth. I think, I think he does a Seth on Seth. I think that this will be the case. I think it'll be a case of Finn, Finn's got Seth beat. Please sees the opportunity, maybe bumps him at the ring or something, and, and then steals the pin. Uh, but oh, it's, it's certainly it's, it's given a new dynamic to the Judgment Day. I'm really enjoying uh, what, what I'm seeing from them, and especially with Dominic having the, the NXT belt now as well. It, it does mean that there's going to be an odd one out. Uh, and the Judgment Day, if and when yep. Priest uh, takes the belt, or the Finn takes it, and Damien's kind of there, uh, just with, with a briefcase. Uh, but I think, you know, looking at both the stories, I know that we're not competing, but I think I'm going to go with the LA Knight story of yours as being the lead on page three. Thank you. Uh, so uh, you, you you can have the tips, and I'll have the wee, uh, the wee bit down the side. <laughs> uh, so the headline for page three will be, everything will be L-A-O-K. Uh, and my uh, wee bit will be feel good hits of the SummerSlam. I would have gone with everything would have been LA all right. LA all oh, LA all right rhymes yeah. better. Be. I see. I was thinking AOK or oh, uh, either, it'll, either be, it'll be it'll be it'll be LA night on the night. So they've all, it'll, it'll be, be all right night. on the night. Uh, Aye. Aye, needs a bit of work. But anyway, you 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 you're the you're the uh, you're the Sam Fox. Uh, of of page three of the dive sheet this week. <laughs> uh, now uh, we're going to move on to the TV pages. Now I'll, I'll kick things off in this one, uh, and it's not necessarily a specific episode or not that or what, but just uh, from watching the most recent episode of Botchamania. Any time I watch it, I think to myself, this must be an absolute labour of love for the uh, for Matthew to be putting together. Because uh, it's not it's not just a case of you know finding clips of of funny shit that's happened in wrestling. It's probably siphoning through loads of links and stuff that he's been sent to shit that's gone wrong on local shows as well as the the big shows on there. It's finding all the wee pop culture references that he throws in, all the video game Aye. stuff, all the video game signs in the crowd, all that kind of thing. And what the the most impressive thing that I've found recently on it is uh, how he has been managing to sync. Uh, songs by the Northern Boys with uh, <laughs> wrestling clips as well. Oh, uh, now, if, you, if you're unaware of the, the, the Northern Boys, it's it, it pretty much looks like three pensioners who uh, are uh, coming out with these uh, very offensive uh, rap songs about taking drugs, uh, getting wanked off, dog shagging, <laughs> all sorts of different stuff. Uh, but somehow Matthew keeps finding wrestling clips that's that tie in with, with some of the lyrics on it uh and uh on the most recent episode of uh botchamania uh they've tied it in with a uh, sex train the the most recent northern voice song uh no there's one there's one uh that they did in the past uh was it, uh party time uh which is got the which was basically all about vince the matthew made it all about vince mcmahon uh, and it's got the line <laughs> in the chorus uh it's partly time, get your drugs out. If you want to make love, get your muffs out. It's partly time, get your drugs <laughs> out. Do you want to make love to a sad old man? So there was obviously going to be loads of stuff that they linked in with Vince McMahon on that, and they've got pictures of him, uh, uh, or, or videos of him, you know, dancing, his famous meme faces, 
getting clogged by Stone Cold. There's so much syncs up with it. But this most decent one, there's like there's a different clip, like every line in it. And it's just the the time that Matthew must take. Because I, I, I know that AI is quite intelligent, but I don't think it's that niche just yet no. where you could type into chat GPT, find me the wrestling clips that sync up with these mad bastard songs. No. It's just it, it, the, amount of, the amount of effort that must go into that as well. And not no. only that, you know, he's doing that alongside, uh, you know, all these uh, cultaholic duties and, and whatnot as well, and he's everything else that he does. So, so hats off to you, Matthew. As, I mean, I've always thought. I mean, what uh, he must. Sorry, I was just saying, he must watch more wrestling than anybody alive on a weekly basis. Oh, I definitely. Like, it's like a top of WWE and AEW. He's, he's watching all the indie stuff like GC Dub, um, and and like you say, all the all the mad backyard folk that that throw footage, uh, footage into him. It's it's insane, um, and he, and and then he must. He must rewatch a ton of shit on the network because I think him and uh, Tom Campbell do the uh, the weekly SmackDown rewatch uh, that goes out every Friday, I think, on Cultolic. So, uh, I he's uh, basically he's he's missing himself a trick. He needs to get on Mastermind and just do wrestling as his <laughs> as his main subject because he'll fucking kill it. And he's a he's a he's a really intelligent oh, guy as well. He'd probably kill it in the the, the general knowledge section as well. Uh, it's, it? <laughs> it's, it's some amount of effort that goes in effort that goes into. I mean, you know, I was moaning at the start of the podcast about, you know, the, the time it takes to edit this down because of various internet issues, sound issues, all that kind of thing. But to be to be constantly going through stuff clipping it, like his his deleted files and his laptop must be unreal, you know, the amount of stuff he's something to download, get rid of, download, right. get rid of, download, get rid of. So so it's a it's I'm I'm very appreciative of him doing it because it, it gives me a chuckle every couple of weeks. Uh, he's the best. Comes on. He's got the best job in the world as well, and um, you know, and I'm, I'm I'm delighted for him. Um, and I know he's 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 his shop, um, his uh, his merchandise shop's doing better than ever. I've actually got one of his hoodies, um, as as well. Mm. So uh, and I've I've been to wrestling shows and seen wrestling shows where people have been wearing his his gear as well. So. You know, he must be getting a few bob from that, and you know, and it's it's brilliant to see because one of these guys that deserves um, to be making a, a a fair bit of money. Yeah, but it's it's one of these ones as well. You know, he's 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 a YouTuber. He's involved in wrestling. You know that there's going to be a downfall somewhere. You know, he's he's probably gets cock out in front of the wrong person at some point. But until that <laughs> until that comes out, you know, very much happy to champion him. And, and yourself there, Steve, what would your uh, pick of the, the things to watch that are wrestling-related but not necessarily wrestling uh, from the past week? Right, well, um, very, very loose with my, my wrestling connection uh, this weekend. Um, unless you've been living under a rock, you'll know that two very, very big movies were released uh, last week, uh, one being Oppenheimer, um, which I saw and was brilliant. Uh, but um, uh, let's just say not the most, um, not the happiest of endings, shall we? Uh, shall we say? Um, I mean, I don't know why you, you would expect a happy ending uh, with a, a, a film involving the invention of the atomic bomb, but hey ho! And the other, of course, was Barbie, um, and Barbie is actually my pick, believe it or not. Um, 
it's actually really, really good. Don't laugh. Uh, it's actually a really, really good um, <laughs> uh, movie. It's uh, it's got a really great uh, set piece uh, to it as well. Um, just a really good, fun movie. Um, Ryan Gosling, I think, is his best performance to date. Uh, Margot Robbie's brilliant in it. Um, shout out to um, Grado's uh, two, do- two Doors Downstar. Um, oh, Christ, I forgot her name. Uh, the, the Dark Held Lassie, she plays Elaine uh, Smith's daughter in it. Um, I've, I've, my, my name will come back to me, but she's in it as well, and she's brilliant. Um, where am I going with, with wrestling on this? Well, there's a, a great cameo um, in it from, uh, you guess it, John Cena. Um, I won't spoil awesome. it. Awesome. I won't spoil it. Uh, I'll, all I'll just say is, I hope that fuck he wears this attire at the next WrestleMania because it, it, it'll blow your <laughs> mind when you see it. It's, it's a bit of a blink and you'll miss it cameo, but it's fucking uh, hilarious. And I read, uh, I read uh, the reason as to how he got he got in the movie. Um, Margot Robbie's one of his uh, good pals. Uh, they've been they've been close mates since they did. Suicide Squad together, um, and um, he was close by when they were shooting the movie, and Margot texted him saying, "Here's your close by. Fancy a, a set of visit? Where I'm shooting Barbie just now." And he says, "Yeah, um, I'm not doing anything else." And uh, the, the director Greta Gerwig uh, said, "Fancy doing a cameo?" And he says, "Yeah, fuck it. Um, show me, show me the ward, uh, the wardrobe." And I think he must have just picked out the most ridiculous. Um, costume imaginable because <laughs> when you see it your mind will, will blow in without spoiling it too much um, a certain other big movie that came out uh, recently uh, would have been a lot better had he shown up uh, in it in this uh, in this get up it's fucking brilliant that, that's very intriguing. Mm-hmm. It's very intriguing. And, you know, like, I, 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 I do want to see Barbie, probably more than Oppenheimer, if I'm being honest. Uh, you know, being a, being a, a girl dad, <laughs> uh, you'd think, that, you know, it'd be, it'd be more oh. my, my daughter that'd be wanting to see it, but I'm actually quite intrigued by just... it. I haven't seen all the kind of the, the, the social uh, chat around it and the, the talk of, you know, the patriarchy, toxic masculinity, all that kind of stuff. All the stuff that's getting... Things right. like Ben Shapiro, uh, uh, hot like, and bothered. You know what I mean. What point is the most? Don't use that word, but there's only there's only word to use him. He's <laughs> he's he's all about like easily offended woke lefties. He went on a forty five minute tirade and burnt a Barbie doll. Come off it, you fucking twat! You're the easily offended one. Uh, he's he's the the perfect uh, example of uh, the the button. One of the Vicky Gervais's last bits, where it's like uh, somebody puts a, a sign up saying free guitar lessons in the mid- on in the in the middle of the street, and people come up and saying, "But I don't want fucking guitar lessons. It's not yeah. for you. It's not for you. If it's not for you, uh-huh. just ignore it. Just ignore it." But he's just he's just a him Dan Wooten Peterson. Uh, I, I can say that about Dan Wooten now because because Wooten doesn't work for the same company I work for anymore. He's a fucking player. Like, I hate him. Oh, well, he's getting cancelled uh, anyway. If, if there's any truth to the, come up and... the rumors about him, so we don't need to worry about him soon enough, mate. Hopefully, Aye. Yep. Uh, somebody needing Ben Wad. 
I'm a, that's maybe a bit harsh. Oh, fuck it, uh, no. But yeah, uh, getting back on it, Barbie, it does, it does, it does look great. I mean, you know, why, why would Barbie not appeal to wrestling fans? I mean, well, the majority of the people that would listen to this too. have probably got dolls, action figures. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Uh, you know, it's all about the collectability. Uh, it's good escapism. Uh, and okay. yeah, well, it's it, it, from the positivity that I've seen radiating from it. If you're a film buff for me, you'd appreciate the aesthetic and the the technical uh, set piece of it. The, the, it was it was a ten out of 10, ten job in that front. And don't get me wrong, like Oppenheimer overall is the is the better film. I mean, we're talking about Christopher Nolan and probably his biggest film uh, t- to date. Um, big booming. Sound sound effects and um, great IMAX experience, but if you're looking for something to just tune out from, especially something if you want to, want to take your missus or your daughter if you've got one or a sister, I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of folk from Greenock who love to take their sister out for a uh, for a good uh, good time. Not not uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, wink wink. Not just wink wink in that one. Um, Barbie's your 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 film for you and. Uh, you know, just to, you know, take away from the fact that it's about a uh, a kid's doll. It's 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 it sends a really great positive me- message that um, people from any background, you know, can do well here. That's you know, and that that that's what we want. We want that escapism. We want the the relatability of it, and like any you know, big blockbuster, we want a good model message coming out the back of it. And also it's a good uh, uh, good one to mention in this week's podcast because I'm pretty sure that, uh, that the reason that we're flying as a, as a two-man team instead of a, a trio's team this week is because everybody else that asked is going to see Barbie tonight. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, that's, it seems like a good pick uh, along with uh, Botchamania. So there's plenty of... Darren Rooney, that's her name. With on... Uh, that's uh, like she's in it, and it, yeah. that's that's a great thing about it. It's great to see uh, a young and talented uh, uh, Scottish actress get getting a big movie like that and really uh, stand down in it. So well done, Sharon, and that one. I hope Grado gives you a mention in the main show this week about it. Well, that, that this thing you know, I was going to say, I, I don't think they were ever in the same oh, series of episodes, but Sharon Dooney was obviously in. Uh, no, uh, I think Sharon Dooney left two doors down. Before the Grado started, that she was only in the first two series, I think, because she went and she went to Hollywood. She was doing. She's in. Uh, what is it? She's in Dumbo. She was in Dumbo, uh, and she did like a few what other Hollywood things as well. Yep, like Dumbo, she is, uh, just like the elephant <laughs> in, in Dumbo. Aye. <laughs> so. Uh, that is pretty much this week's daft sheet. Uh, I did have a wee competition or a wee uh, quiz thing organised, but it'd be pretty wasted just on. I do like a there. quiz though. Uh, and with the, with the, I think with the the, the state of my internet nah, connection at the moment, I don't know if it would hold up. So I'll maybe keep that for next week. You can. I'll leave you in that cliffhanger for next week. Uh, but this week's headlines that myself and Stephen have hit on the front page. Uh, we had MJF turning cold friendship into a diamond run with uh, Vicky Stark back to life on there as well. The back page, uh, when we talked about uh, blood and guts, was no guts, no glory. Uh, page three, everything will be L-A-O-K for the LA night. Uh, and the feel-good hits of the SummerSlam. Uh, is the most titillating gossip and whatnot from the week. And as uh, uh, as we just discussed there, Barbie and Botchamania 
are the things that you need to watch. So, Steve, thank you very much for joining me on uh, on this week's episode of The Daft Sheet. Uh, if you've enjoyed what you've heard this evening or over the last few weeks, then make sure to uh, join the Discord, sign up to Patreon and get involved in the Discord, and you could be joining myself uh, and Steve and any of the other contributors we've had over the last week. while. Uh, don't forget to tune in to the main show, when it's back this week, hopefully they'll have a full quota on there uh, of that Grado and John. Uh, go to uh, spreadshop.com, whatever that is, and get your merch. Uh, you know, maybe if we get to like 10, 15 episodes in, we'll maybe try and get our own t shirt made on this. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but however, you enjoy your wrestling over the next week or so, make sure you keep it daft and make sure you keep Up it the road. Shitty.